I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I'm here with my co-host, Giant Skyhawk. Ah, shoot. You found me. I've escaped the nest. Truly, he <laughs> is the largest and uh, the skyhawkiest. You got So, yeah. Well, of course, we want to thank you all for being here today. And, of course, we're going to go ahead and get all of the uh, sponsor segments out of the way. So a huge thank you, of course, to Steel Fox Games and ETB Games. Those are my two locals that I go to all the time for their continued support of me and the podcast. Of course, we always we also want to thank Gem Accessories for their continued support. And if you are interested in getting some new Dragon Shield products like their new custom sleeves, be sure to go ahead and check those out on the Dragon Shield store. And we have affiliate links for those down below. Now... Of course, we also want to thank all of our wonderful patrons for their continued support of the podcast. If you want to hear the funny patron name ad read, you can go ahead and hear all the patron names at the end of the episode. If you're interested in getting that extra episode every week, you can go ahead and get that by subscribing to our Patreon at the $5 and up tier. I think the names are in the $1 tier. And also in that $1 tier, you get access to the audio versions of episodes usually early the night before. We're trying to get back in the habit of doing that. Uh, So you know be ready for that and i think we're going to try to do a live stream for our ten dollar nut patrons maybe sunday we'll see but we'll find out right so with that said let's go ahead and get on into today's episode what do you say skyhawk i'm absolutely interested i've uh you know i've done a little tiny bit of prep work for this but I've, i've tried to come in as blind as possible uh, I, I believe you're here Not too to, much, uh, I hope. Um, I, I believe you're here to uh, you're here to teach us about uh, the ways of uh, 2011 2012 Edison format or is that 2010 2011? So Edison format, uh, that's, that's a great great way for me to introduce the format. <laughs> <laughs> so when we talk about Edison format, we're talking about the Time Wizard format of March 2010. So, essentially, for those that don't know, maybe returning players, players that are new to the game, uh, at the beginning of last year, so the beginning of 2022, Konami announced that they would be supporting alternative formats within Yu-Gi-Oh!, which is something that we've been asking for for a long time. I think it just took a little bit different form than what a lot of people were expecting. So, one of the formats that they're supporting is called Time Wizard Format, where you can go in and pick a certain time in the game's history and like i said in edison's case it is march 2010 and it's that that ban list everything up to the shining darkness if it's in the shining darkness it is not legal but everything before that you're look you're in edison format so yeah there are 
Edison format is beloved for being a very diverse format. And it is also extremely, extremely unsolved. Even though we've been labbing it to the moon and back for the last like two years, literally all the time new decks come out that where they were like, whoa, this deck is cracked. And as recently as, I'm not kidding, like two, three weeks ago, a new like contender deck was made within the format and like really good high-end contender deck yeah that's, so, that's the one that caused the uh, the blazewing butterfly buyout right yes it is so there is a gemini deck <laughs> that is it's it's good it's cool it's something i built it it's fun <laughs> so i have been a huge 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 fan and proponent of edison format for a long time uh skyhawk while I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you were like interested, but never really got into it because you really care more about advanced. Yeah, it's like there are definitely formats I would like to go back and play, but I've never really been able to to dedicate the time or the interest to to go and learn them again. Like I've probably sure. I've, I've dabbled in in like Vegas format, which is kind of like a subsection of Hat, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and I've I have played matches of Edison before uh, with with rather heinous lists. Uh, I, 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 I basically been playing the only few matches that I've played have basically just been like vanilla dino beats with just a break turbo. So, uh, <laughs> I, my, my knowledge of the format is, is mostly just what I've seen on E3's channel, uh, of course. kind of off and on, but I, other than, and other than that, I don't know too much. So, so E3 is Ed, Ed and Edison. E3 is in my opinion, the definitive source for all Edison content, both for new players entering the format and players that are looking to know and hear about the new latest, greatest wave in Edison format. Um, I, 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 there are certainly other players that maybe have a little bit more of an in-depth understanding of the intricacies of the format players that were playing the format at that time and were i mean even some of the best players in edison format right now as edison format sits some of the best players in that format topped ycs edison even though the format has developed to such an insane degree that the top 16 of ycs edison if you look at it the top 16 i'm sorry sjc edison it was the last sjc actually so if you look at the format of SJC Edison, it is uh, it was either the last SJC or the first YCS. I don't remember which. But if, if you look at the... I'll just call it YCS Edison because it's easier. If you look at the format for YCS Edison, it is the actual event itself. There's kind of... I think in the top 16, there's like 14 different decks or 13 different decks, something like that. So there's no real hold on what the best deck is. There was no real consensus at the time, and there still isn't a consensus on what the best deck is. There's a consensus on like the top five, but I, I remember I was watching uh, E3 hosts these tournaments called RBET, Really Big Edison Tournament, and <laughs> I love that, he was man. hosting the. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Incredible acronym, and he was. They were hosting the first ever live in-person RBET. I think it was a 64-man tournament, Swiss with Top Cut. The round one feature was a... They were hosting the tournament in California. Round one feature was two individuals that are on two different ends of the spectrum at Edison Format. One was a creator called Ragnark, and... He plays different frog variants and different monarch variants. I think at that particular event, he was playing a deck named KFC, right? He is as new wave into Edison as you can get. His opponent was a guy that topped YCS Edison playing Machina Gadget. And he was playing card for card his exact list that he topped with. Wait for it. He kept the deck together all this time, and it was the exact same cards. That's cool. That, uh, like, that's... It's crazy. 
that's such it's a crazy. that's such a beautiful piece of history to have. Like I know, yeah. I know, I've definitely like pieced pieced apart decks as I've kind of evolved into playing. But of course, there are definitely cards that I still have. Like for example, um, my first ever locals, I, I I accidentally bought Magic the Gathering size sleeves. I bought standard size. I still keep my I still keep my Lost World tokens in those sleeves, <laughs> just as kind of a reminder. But I can't imagine being able to be like, basically to go back in time to, <laughs> to, yeah. to pull out exactly the same deck and, uh, and go to I have a tournament. friend that topped, I have a friend of mine that topped YCS Dallas 2012 with Dino Rabbit. He still has that exact Dino Rabbit deck card for card still in, all of them still in the same build. He keeps the deck together. Beautiful. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, and it's a beautiful deck, by the way. I mean, original <laughs> first tour, original first secret tour guide, secret rescue uh, rabbit. I mean, oh, the, the, secret, du- the, the secret rabbits the duelist, are so the, good. The duelist pack, Kabuzals, and Sabersaurus. I, I, I have those as well. Though, Yeah. Mm. So, but I think that it's not just a great format for people looking to go back and experience old Yu-Gi-Oh. The really unique thing about Edison format is that it's a deck builder's like dream because you actually have time to sit down, lab the format really intricately. And you don't have to worry about a set coming out in a month that completely throws all your work out the window. So you can really get into the nitty gritty of it and build your deck exactly how you want it and something even as uh what's the word i'm looking for unassuming as gemini's can be competitive it's it's it really is a spectacular format very nice okay so i'm i'm coming from from the outside uh so i have no idea what's good i've i've been through a, a little bit my the last kind of that i understand is that um I know at one point, uh, Vayu Turbo, so that's uh, Blackwing Vayu the something, was really uh, sure. W- was really popular. Um, I know Blackwing Vayu, the emblem of honor. Emblem of honor. Uh, the, my little brother actually had an ulti of that when we were younger. Pulled it out of oh, some old packs. That's a shame that he. I bet he got rid of it at some point. Uh, I, I might still have it actually. It might still be here. I'd have to check. They're they're obscenely expensive now. Yeah. Um, Actually, I have one and it's beautiful. The binder is here. It might be there actually. But um I know exactly where mine is. It's in that bag right there. I could get it in like 3 seconds. Yeah, yeah. The uh It's a beautiful card. And I know uh like I've seen people play stuff like Fairy. I, I saw the match that just a match that you played at uh at London. Like I know I I do, one thing that I do know is that I think at the time people were like quick draw dandy warrior is the thing, but now that deck is just kind of like fine. Like, yeah, it's uh, I know uh, Welladad is a thing. People have been trying to do like psychic zombie stuff. Uh, it, it seems like it's a super wide open format. So you mentioned there was consensus about like the top five uh, kind of decks. What what are those? What, sure. What can I expect at like the highest levels of competitive Edison play? <laughs> so I think that the most important thing about Edison format, you're there's basically. Yeah, and I've got the Edison Format Discord server pulled up right here. We'll leave a link to it in the description below. And and I want to say really quick, if you're interested in playing Edison Format at a high level and you love Edison Format, but maybe you don't have a huge community around you, but you're really into it, they do have regular tournaments in the Edison Format Discord server. And in fact, this weekend, there is an RBET being held, uh, and it's being held via Dueling Book. So you can play from anywhere, but if you just join the RBET Discord server, this weekend, July 1st and 2nd, they're having that tournament. And I think next weekend, the, the yeah, the following weekend, so July 7th to 9th, and if you're anywhere in Raleigh, North Carolina, or if you're going to Nats and somehow didn't know, they run at, at Nationals, they're going to be running side events for Edison Format. I want to say at YCS 250th, just in LA, they ran like over a hundred Edison format side events. So it's definitely something worth playing, worth 
doing. It's a ton, a ton, a ton of fun. You should absolutely check it out. But getting back to your question, I'm in the Edison Format Discord server. There's, there's so they have things broken up by tiers, competitive, rogue, and then like casual and jank decks. And the Edison, the competitive tier has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I think that some of these can be condensed into one category. For example, there's Dragon Turbo and Dragons, both in competitive. I think that both decks are good, but you can just say Dragons and just say that there's different builds of Dragons. Yep. There's Black Wings and Vayu Turbo here in separate separate channels, but they really are both Blackwing decks at heart. So realistically, you can, uh, you know, those could probably be combined into just Blackwings are competitive, right? And just say there's different kinds of Blackwing decks. So I would say your top five decks right now within Edison format are Blackwings, Dragons, Fairies, Frogs, and... And I'm just going to say hero because there's a couple of different hero decks. There's Diva Hero and there's Hero Beat. So you have a couple of different ways you can play elemental heroes in this format, which is always cool. So I think that there are right below that, there's probably about 20 decks that are in tier two that you can play. And they're all really competitive. But, you know, understand that you are going to see fairies and dragons and black wings and probably machina and frogs and heroes. Those are like, th those are the cream of the crop of Edison format. Uh, oh, well, I didn't even say zombies. Zombies is also like cream of the crop. So there's like six best decks, but I think <laughs> a lot of people would say fairy is probably like the best deck, but it's really hard to play. So I, I wouldn't play fairies, but it's, it's, it's really, it's a very good deck. Okay, yeah, so, I mean, I am a big fan of, uh, the formats that I love to play in are definitely the diverse ones, so it seems like having, sounds like there are like 30-ish decks that you could probably get away with playing, which it's more than makes that, me happy yeah. as a... There's 30 decks, there's 30 decks that are competitive. As a jank enthusiast. Uh, yeah, if so... you include jank, there's probably 50 plus decks that are playable. Excellent, that's good for me. <sighs> yeah, but... You'll see a lot of the same cards come up, so you're not ever going to be like surprised at like an incredibly overly jank card. Yeah. And even if you do have like mega jank come at you, realistically, one, it's jank, and two, it's not like reading Nirvana High Paladin every time your opponent plays right. a card. It's yeah, it's a reasonable when, amount of text. Uh, back when text was reasonable. Uh, so speaking of speak well, reasonable in length, not yeah, in not actual, a, not, not, you know. <laughs> The a t in a in a time before problem solving card text, we uh, literally we... <laughs> dude. Oh, don't get me started. Anyway, so uh, actually no, get me started. Well, I was gonna say uh, that that I think that's a question for maybe a little bit later. But uh, speaking of uh, speaking of the cards and the decks that you can play in the format, so it's it's the March twenty ten uh, card pool slash sure. ban list. So what is the last legal set? And are there what is there anything like? important to know about the ban list for this like what is there anything that's like weird that you might not expect that is legal or not legal okay so this was the highest attended sjc of all time 2175 players it was the last sjc it was the 75th sjc of edison new jersey hence the name edison yep. it is the deck that won, like you said, Quick Draw Dandy Warrior was Jeff Jones. This was his first win. Uh, and this renowned format was very short. The It lasted from the release of the March 1st, 2010 TCG Forbidden Limited list until May 10th, the day before Shining Darkness released in North America and shifted the meta entirely. Um, that's just the What is Edison format. Um, let's go into the rules section. I'm just going to click on the ban list yeah. right here. Okay. So I think the first thing to note is that there's a lot of cards that are legal in goat format that are not legal here. So things like Blackluster Soldier is banned. Demok is banned. 
right? Your Magician of Faith, Sinister Serpent, Tribe Infecting Virus, Sukiyomi, mm -hmm. they're all banned, okay? Your Pot of Greed, Delinquent Duo, um, Graceful Charity, Dimension Fusion, all these blowouts, Metamorphosis, Regeki, Primat, it's all, it's all banned. Monster Reborn is banned, okay? Ring of Destruction is banned. There, there's a ton of decks that are... There's a ton of cards that were just simply powerful blowout cards in GOAT format that don't exist here. Now, also 1,000 has Restrict is banned. But <laughs> meta is also banned, so it's like, you know. Mm -hmm. um, the only Synchro that is banned is Dark Strike Fighter for obvious reasons. Also, this is pre-errata Dark Strike Fighter because all cards in this format are... As so, the text something to know is if you are playing Edison format, the cards in this format operate as they did at the time. So, cards that now say once per turn but weren't at the time are no longer once per yeah, turn. Yeah, so, so, uh, like Dark Strike Fighter, yeah, Dark Strike Fighter. Uh, some other examples of that I think, uh, Rescue Cat, uh, it would be pre errata. Yes, uh, Rescue Cat is extremely relevant. It's one of the best cards in the game. Yeah, uh, Sand Gain would be pre errata. Yes, I'm trying to think. Are there any other uh, mm. any any other relevant cards that have erratas that work differently? I'm looking at the ban list to see if there's anything here that catches my eye. Brain like know, Control uh, is super relevant. Yeah, brain control is pre errata um, here, as is mind control. Uh, Actually, mind control might mind, not have had an errata. Mind control but. never had an errata. Brain control okay. is. Um, brain control in this format, I imagine, can target anything, whereas the errata oh. said um, uh, it, it says it can only normal target summonable. No, normal summonable monsters. I assume that's what it is. Okay. That is the errata. They're the, the most important errata in all of Edison format, as far as I am concerned is future fusion is pre errata oh oh god that's terrifying uh and it is maybe in my opinion it's the most powerful card in edison format it's limited but it's extremely powerful yep uh also brionic brionic is pre errata oh so it's not once per turn very cool it's not once uh, per turn. No. the um uh Ryko works differently too right uh, Raiko actually does work a little bit differently. Uh, so Raiko is one of those cards. It's kind of like Necro Valley. It's been errated a million times. times. Yep. Uh, Raiko, Raiko Mills in Edison format. Uh, you target, and on resolution, it mills. Got it. Okay. So. Yeah, there's been times yeah. when it, like it milled as cost, times when it didn't. I, you know what? Actually, here's the best part about Edison format. Um, there's just a an individual card rulings section where you can just go to any card in uh, Edison format and just find the card, and it's probably on this list. Ryko, Lightsworn Hunter. Oh. Uh, the, flip, the, the flip effect. There's even a functional. There's even a functional errata page. There is. Yes. Actually, that's um, amazing. Uh, flip effect activates and resolves on the field. If flipped in damage step, it activates in substep six. Substep substep six resolve effects. Mm -hmm. This effect resolves sequentially. A. Destroy the target if one was selected. Then B. Mill the top three cards of your deck. If you want to destroy one card, target one face up, face down car on field act at activation. Milling three cards from the top of your deck is always the last thing to happen. This can cause some effects to miss their timing, such as Gear Town and Dimensional Alchemist. So, got yeah. it. Yeah, something can, very good to know. I can see some other cards too. Obviously, Necro Valley. Uh, it's just funny that you bring up that example because Necro Valley will have whatever text it had at the time. Uh, yes. There's also some funny cards like. Uh, Union monsters work a little bit differently at this point in time, if yeah. I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think they do, actually, now that you say that. Yeah. Uh, Gearframe, probably the most relevant of them. And then uh, 
Prisma also has like a little bit of a difference too. Like, but it's it's really not, the website. Honestly, now that I'm looking at it, is super well structured. Like, yeah, they've got it a is. ruling section. They've got these are the cards that function. Oh, differently Armory Arm. Oh. Armory Arm is also pre-Errata, which it's people do the, they re, uh, they restructured it. Yeah, Armory Arm Colossal Fighter OTK is just a thing. That I was you just can do here. I, yeah, I was gonna say Armory Arm Colossal Fighter is is a thing that I know you mm -hmm. can do in this format. Well, I mean, theoretically, you could do it in any format, but it's a thing you actually do in this one. Uh, <laughs> so here's the here's the functional erratas. Armory Arm, Black Garden, Brain Control, Bryonic, Catapult Turtle, Cyber Phoenix, DD Survivor, Dark End Dragon, Darkness Approaches. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's funny. Darkness Approaches can change a monster to face down attack position. You, uh, it, it, I cannot believe that you did not know this. Uh, so for those, I'd never heard of this card. I was going through. Okay, <laughs> you tell the story. I was gonna, well, no, you tell it. Uh, you found. You're the one who found the card. Okay, yeah. I was going through my bulk and I found this card and I was like, huh, this card looks interesting because I just stop if it's an old card. When I'm going through my bulk, if I see an old card that I don't, that I've never seen before or heard of, I just stop and read it because like you never know when you're going to come across something that actually ends up being busted in Edison format, but nobody's ever heard of it because at the time people were like, oh, it's not good. And so it never got talked about. So unless somebody stops and reads these cards, they'll never be played like telekinetic power well is actually crazy right reinforced truth is actually a pretty decent card just needs to be broken right so i was going through and i found the darkness approaches which says um discard two cards from your hand select one face up monster on field flip it to face down defense position or no i'm sorry flip it face down but do not change its battle position it yep. says that on the card do not change its battle position so in this format, it can change a monster to face down attack position. Uh, it, Welcome to a hell. face down attack position <laughs> monster cannot declare attacks, and it can be flip summoned to face up attack position. It, uh, it, it creates just some nightmarish ruling problems. So they eventually eroded right. it as a game promo. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, Elemental Prisma, Future Fusion, Goyo Guardian, Light and Darkness Dragon, Light and Dragon. All light sworn monsters, Machina gear frame, and all union monsters. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I Mark say, of the Rose. Lots of interesting cards. Yeah. Uh, My body. I'm looking at the uh, so I'm looking at the the limited and the semi limited list, uh, and there's some scary stuff. There's a lot of interesting cards here. There's, I just didn't get to it. Yeah. There's there's some, we got distracted. There's some there's some scary stuff in here. Uh, Cold Wave is legal for some reason. Uh, it's uh. It's not that bad of a card in this format. I'm just gonna say a lot of decks guess, don't even worry about playing it. I was gonna say I guess I guess in a lower power format it's harder to OTK unless you're playing something a little more gimmicky. Um, Dragon Turbo is like the deck that uses this. Everything yeah. else, it's like it's fine. Heavy Heavy Storm being at one, uh, uh, along with Mystical Space Typhoon, is just so funny to me. Uh, yeah, MST got, uh, and Heavy and Cold Wave all at one. Yeah. Uh, dust shoot legal uh, return from the different dimension legal dust shoot sucks i'll admit it's like a one-off blowout yeah well cause it, i imagine it's like it's it's insane if you draw it going first but it's absolutely terrible if you see it any later than that like and then uh, uh yeah exactly some other spooky stuff um uh, uh ultimate offering at two and royal oppression at two is a little cringe uh, uh royal oppression was the boogeyman of the format for a while some people say it's the best card in the format i disagree they're like oh, it's the best card because it stops future fusion i'm like yeah future fusion is the best card because it lets you play the game yeah i guess so but i mean so other than like uh, there's like obviously there's like a couple bits of nonsense in here but like the rest of this is pretty boogeyman. reasonable snipe hunter at one also it's just hilarious um well, snipe hunter is broken it's crazy yeah cards cards ridiculous um so yeah, let's load up your graveyard for Dark Arm Dragon, which is at one. There's okay. So here's what I would consider to be like the boogeymen of the format. These are okay. the cards that are like their problems. I'll be honest, they're powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, Chaos Chaos Sorcerer is really strong, like really strong. Uh, Dark Arm, it's limited though. Dark Arm Dragon, that card sucks. It's when you when your opponent drops that Dark Arm Dragon, it is usually the end of the game. Um, mm, I'm trying to think here. Rescue Cat is a really powerful card, but it's not always the end of the game because it can be a little bit difficult to loop it in this format. Mm -hmm. Brain Con and Heavy are blowouts, but 
Heavy's kind of cool, honestly, because it keep. Heavy's kind of cool because it keeps your opponents honest. So, oh, and honest is at one. Heavy Oof. is cool because it keeps your opponents from just. Well, let me just set my royal oppressions and this and that. And mm -hmm. sometimes you just force out their solemn judgment. You just. It's like if you have Solemn or Starlight Road, you have Solemn or Starlight Road. It's just a thing. Um, important to know, Mind Crush is at one, but Mind Crush is pre errata. So if you declare Mind Crush and declare a card, you get to verify your opponent's hand. So yeah, I actually I prefer those rules. <laughs> I agree. To be honest with you, um, Magic Cylinder to one is very funny, but. It's not a card you see very often. I I think, like you said, return at one can be kind of scary. If your opponent flips return and they're playing zombies, the game is over. Yeah. Uh, Bryonic is really powerful pre errata, as is Goyo Guardian. Goyo mm -hmm. Guardian, when people first started labbing this format, they were like, Goyo Guardian's the best card in the format. It's broken. Some decks don't even play it anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's cool, but it's honestly not that crazy where it gets crazy is let's say i have like a level three or four on my field mm -hmm. and i make a goyo and i go to combat and i run over my opponent's gale then goyo is really crazy because i have a synchro six or seven or eight play yeah uh, but uh, outside of exactly that yes yeah, so, unless you're summoning back a tuner or a stardust goyo's like fine but stardust is a lot worse in this format because goyo exists so, I don't know. I think Goyo is fine. I don't think Goyo is actually a problem in this format, really. Yeah, love that, um, love that they love that they made you need to use Earth for this. And in this format, you just don't have to at all. Uh, yeah, in this format, you just summon Goyo. Uh, the only semi-limited cards that are crazy... Or, I'm sorry, Honest is semi'd. Um, so, as it turns out, Dandy's at two. So, plants are playable. But Glow Up Bulb doesn't exist yet, so... That's cool. Gold Sark yeah, is cool. very good. Mm -hmm. uh, Judgment Dragon, I hate that card. Judgment Dragon should be banned, but it's not. So, Black <laughs> Whirlwind is at two, which is a consistency thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, if your opponent plays two Black Whirlwind on you, you just yeah, you, you just want to run into traffic. It's yeah, awful. You just get drowned in advantage super fast. Yeah. And then Skill Drain, Ultimate Offering, and Royal Op are all at two, which Yucky. is not fun. I mean, Skill Drain is at more copies now than it was then, so I guess we can <laughs> we can give Edison yeah. Format that for sure. So, so the big ones as far as rulings, and this is uh, coming from E3. He messaged me this. Ryko working differently, like we said, where it mills on resolution after it destroys. Goyo being um, not requiring an Earth Tuner. Bryonic not being once per turn. Red MD is not limited in this format. Red MD is at three pre errata in this format. And it's really good. And the entire reason that the dragon deck is playable. That card's really good. Makes Red sense. MD is crazy. Yeah. I'm uh this is maybe a bit off topic. I'm looking at the decks lists right now. We can get into this a bit comment. later. I'm see I'm looking sure. at one of the dragon decks. <laughs> This deck, sure. this deck is cool. <laughs> I can see... Like, Which one? Okay, so are you looking at Dragon or Dragon Turbo? Uh, I, I'll give you some cards, and then maybe you can answer that question for me. So sure. this list has two Red MD, three Red Eyes Wyvern. I presume to get the Red MD. Uh, yes. A Prime Material Dragon, two Kawaki Marrow Drago, uh, three... This could be anything. Yeah, three Debris Dragon, one Exploder Dragon. Uh, it's got a lot of back row. Uh, so it's playing one future this, fusion. Okay, so that's not Dragon Turbo. So Dragon Turbo yeah. doesn't play any. It's got back row. three. It's got three upstarts, uh, two Snowman Eaters, one Mega Hamster, two Raiko. Uh, yeah, Mega Hamster is a really cool card because it gets Raiko, and Raiko is one of the most powerful cards in the format because it's like a guaranteed. I'm gonna destroy something on your field. Yeah, it, removal that can also be a bit of graveyard setup, and uh, also setting a card means that your opponent has to like immediately play around that pressure. You could, and it also means that you can. It probably also means that you can bluff Reiko a lot of the time too, and then maybe your opponent you can, plays a little yeah. differently. Anyway, yeah, there's uh, because of Snowman Eater, Reiko, and Nimble Hamster, you, you can actually bluff Reiko a lot because there's quite a there's quite a handful of really good sets in the format. Mm -hmm. Quite a lot of cards that you don't mind setting, and as a result, uh, Nobleman of Crossout is a heck of a card in this format. Yeah, no kidding. 
yeah, so so I guess that's like important ruling stuff. How about rules? Because I know uh, drop return is a thing, but I don't know much about yeah, so uh, anything else. That's really important. Uh, at this time, if you're going first, you still draw for turn. Love that. Very important so for somebody cool. that maybe didn't play the game yeah. until after that. And I guess back at this point, that's less crazy. Obviously, like if that was true now, it would be ridiculous. But it is, uh, I, you, it is objectively correct in this format to go first. Yeah. Every time you know, there's no like going second strategy. It doesn't exist. You're not OTKing. It is objectively correct to always have an extra card. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and card advantage is like a real thing that you have to be aware of. You don't want to just go like it's really common in modern Yu-Gi-Oh, which to be fair, I think card advantage in modern Yu-Gi-Oh is also a really underrated thing that you need to keep track of and be aware of. Whereas it's underrated now how important card advantage can be in certain situations, how you don't want to overcommit because of blowouts. Whereas in this format, a single two for one trade can mark the end of the game. Normal summoning a gadget is very powerful in this format because you you go plus one for free and maintain your card advantage. It's very powerful. Yep. Okay. Uh, are there any other like functional rules changes other than the, the draw for turn? Like I think you mentioned something about priority. Yeah, that was actually I was about to say that. Yeah. So the biggest rule change between Edison format and advanced format is that you need to understand how priority works. So, <clears throat> turn player has priority on ignition effects on summons. Mm -hmm. So, what this means is, if, for example, I, in modern Yu-Gi-Oh, if I normal summon Stratos, it triggers automatically because it's a trigger effect, not an ignition effect. Yeah. So, it's it will always trigger first on summon. Whereas, if I do something like... I'm trying to think of an example of a normal summon. Okay, perfect. Card Trooper. In modern Yu-Gi-Oh, if I normal summon Card Trooper, I say, I ask my opponent, do you have a response? And my opponent has the opportunity to activate something like, for example, uh, Fiendish Chain, right? You can, chain, you can activate it in response to the summon of Card Trooper and negate Card Trooper's effect. And Card Trooper, as a result never had a chance to activate its effect. Now, the way it works in Edison format is, if I normal summon card trooper, then I have priority as turn player to activate its ignition effect before my opponent has a chance to respond. Because I as turn player have turn player priority to conduct an action. And because, because summoning something does not start a chain, there's nothing for my opponent to do but wait for my next action. So there is no passing priority on a summon because it's, the summon doesn't actually start a chain or anything. So there's nothing to respond to, right? Right. So I imagine the exception is like the, the summoning window. So like if you were to activate something like Judgment... To negate exactly. the summon. It's exactly so like, what I was about to say. So yeah. like the summon window would start a chain, but the actual summon, successful summon of the monster does not. Correct. So if I normal summon card trooper, I I say to my opponent, do you have a response to the summon itself? And when my opponent says, ooh, uh, Phoenix chain, I'm like, no, 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 no. Do you have a response? Like, is the summon good? Can I Can I successfully summon card trooper? Yeah. And that's when they have to have like us like you said like a solemn judgment or something of that sort that would negate the summon itself. If the summon is successful, then I as turn player can say, "Okay, with priority, I'm going to activate card trooper's effect, mill 3 for cost. Do you have a response?" And that's when my opponent can say, "Okay, I'm going to activate fiendish chain here," which yeah. would be really stupid because card trooper already did what it needed to do, but you get the point. <laughs> yeah. I can normal summon Lila, Lightsworn Sorceress, I believe. And I say normal summon Lila, priority, activate effect, shift her to defense to pop a back row. Now, my opponent can chain Fiendish Chain or whatever right there and stop the Lila. But the point is that I can do that before my opponent actually has a chance to respond. Now, this is 
kind of a boogeyman in a lot of sense because there are some cards that are extraordinarily extraordinarily powerful with priority a good one is Brionic, but Brionic in particular has some really funny implications with priority because if i let's say i use a goblin zombie and a plague spreader zombie to make Brionic, and for those that don't know goblin zombie says that when this card is sent from the field to the graveyard you can add a zombie monster with you know i think it's 1800 or less defense from your deck to your hand or maybe it's yeah i think 1200 or whatever the number it's, I think it's 12 it's, actually it's, it's, it's 1200 yeah yeah so you add one with 1200 defense from your deck to your hand but it's mandatory so what this means is if you synchro with goblin zombie and go into bryonic because goblin zombie is mandatory and bryonic is not a quick effect meaning bryonic can't chain you cannot declare priority with bryonic and then do Goblin Zombie Chain Link 2. You would have to do Goblin Zombie, activate its effect, and then you ask your opponent for a response. And then once the game stays open, then you can activate Bryonic. Does that make sense? Interesting. So, so, uh, so in priority case, essentially disappears yeah. when there's a mandatory effect that has to trigger and starts a chain or an optional effect right. that you feel like you need to activate right there. So, in that case, you can't, there's no Bryonic. Uh, there's no Bryonic Chain Link 2. It just can't activate in that same chain as the mandatory effect, and you have to wait until an open game state to activate it. Got it. Right, okay. because it's uh, a uh, it's an, it's a it's not a fast effect. It's I, not I'm a quick with you. effect. Uh, I am so glad that they have changed this rule. Uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> but, it's, 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 it really is. It's asinine. It, yeah. it, it really is. It, it's, and especially if you think about how important how much this rule change impacted the metagame when they changed this ruling dino rabbit as a deck dropped a full tier of competitive play well yeah because you because couldn't, like, now priority rabbit right right it's a difference of normal summon rescue rabbit priority activate effect banish for cost do you have a response versus normal summon rescue rabbit do you have a response effect failure, failure. okay yep now that rescue rabbit is sitting there dead in the water Mm-hmm. which in turn created the macro rabbit deck but still literally the macro rabbit deck was created a lot of people think it was actually created as a response to mermail to be able to play into the mermail matchup it wasn't it was actually responded specifically to stop effect failure yeah. it was actually made specifically to stop effect failure got it some fascinating history so, right there uh yeah Okay, so this is a kind of off topic. We already mentioned kind of what's good. I'm looking at some deck lists, and there's some interesting stuff that I'm noticing. So if we go to the deck list section, it looks like the most recent tournament that they've got results up for happened uh, last weekend, or last week rather. So it's uh, this DD4 tournament. Uh, that's the wrong direction. I gotta click a different way. May I ask, are you in the Discord server or on the website? Uh, I'm on the website. So obviously, like the okay. dragon list is really cool. Prime Material Dragon's very funny. Triple Red Eyes Wyvern is is cool. Seeing Snowmanator via tech. Lots of pulling the rug in the side deck. I imagine this is probably to combat Frog Monarch for um for for tribute summoning stuff. Uh, I also think it's it's super fascinating just to see the different type of stuff. I'm seeing a lot of Fossil Dyna in side decks. Fossil Dyna seems like just decent as a flip, like as an effect when it gets flipped up let alone as a floodgate uh i'm seeing a lot it of the, the frog decks are all siding vanity's fiend as is diva hero um because they yes. can like i like the hero frog stuff just because like special a guy tribute summon vanity's fiend is, is still good in this time uh the the diva yeah. hero deck i think is just really really sick like nobody would ever think to do this unless they had infinite time to brew a format to be like right well, actually so like what if we just play like deep sea diva as a way to make a synchro and then that sets up waters for miracle fusion like <laughs> also that deck has one of the easiest armory arm otk lines the, the armory arm colossal fighter otk lines in edison format because you can use okay if you have a malicious in graveyard mm -hmm. right yep and nothing else on your field and you have 
elements or evil hero infernal prodigy and deep sea diva in your hand mm. and your opponent has any monster with uh 1900 or more attack uh you win the game so, oh because i guess you go uh special so infernal prodigy infernal normal prodigy, deep sea diva, diva activate finale, and that's armory arm yeah. uh colossal fighter colossal fighter that's yeah. that's terrifying so uh, the implications <laughs> of the armory arm pre errata for those that don't know uh armory arm pre errata and colossal fighter really works a little bit differently than he does than he did for a while mm-hmm. uh I, if i'm not mistaken there was a ruling change in colossal fighter to where when he went to the graveyard he could not actually target himself to bring himself back but uh I don't know if that... I, I remember hearing that, that there was like a ruling change on that. But the point is... Uh, I want to say the Armory Arm errata change was that when that monster destroys an, a, a monster by battle and it burns the opponent, that only happens once per turn. Whereas if in Edison format... If I equip Armory Arm to my opponent's monster, let's say that monster has it's Cyber Dragon, 2100 attack, right? Mm-hmm. If I equip it to Cyber Dragon, Cyber Dragon goes to 3100 because I can equip it to an opponent's monster. And if I have an, a Colossal Fighter on my field, Colossal Fighter attacks into the Cyber Dragon. I take 300 damage, Colossal Fighter goes to the graveyard. When it gets destroyed by battle, Armory Arm triggers and burns my opponent for 2800. So, and then Colossal Fighter triggers, summons itself back, and I attack into the Cyber Dragon again. Repeat, burn my it. opponent for another 2,800. Mm-hmm. Repeat again. So I take 900, my opponent takes 81. That's very silly. Four. Uh, I'm looking some other stuff from uh, from April. There's a first place uh, Frog Monarch list. Triple Soul Exchange, Triple Econ, Triple Upstart. We're playing Double Dark Dust Spirit as a, as a blowout for... For the for the tribute summon three Caius three Ryza three Thestalos, this is just like wild. I love the Flamvel lists. Uh, it's like the the engine really is just three Fire Dog three Magician three Rekindling, but some people are using it. It looks like as value to get like a Caius tribute summon to 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 get value out of it. Other people are playing it as a more grindy control deck until you can do a big swing with Rekindling. Uh, so there was a two hundred man Edison tournament that was held recently the April one that you're talking about. Yeah. The uh the breakdown seventeen different represented decks. Really, really sick. Uh, I'm seeing the the, the top cut. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen different decks in top sixteen. Oh God! Here's a cool thing. So, including Amaryllis Burn. I don't know. Die. <laughs> True. I don't know how popular this is. Uh, so three pot of avarice is legal. Looks like quick the quick draw actually, deck is the, playing this. I'm just I'm just gonna say actually uh, the amaryllis burn deck is super sick. If you have spare Phoenixian cluster amaryllises <laughs> and you don't realize it, they are like fifteen plus dollars <laughs> a copy. Shoutouts to uh, Caitlin for showing us how that worked. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm seeing absolutely. people. I'm seeing people do the one treacherous trap hole thing. This might have been Joshua Schmidt actually. Uh, Top it's core cool. list. It's uh, it's funny enough. I only know that this is a thing from Dual Links theory, because in Dual Links you would actually do this, where you would just play this as the only trap card in your deck, and then if you drew it, it was just a blowout. But that's also kind of what it is here, where you're not playing any other traps. You might as well play the one that has like the biggest payoff, and then you'll it's never not dead because you don't have any other traps in your grave. Uh, here's a fairy list. Oh, geez, this is cursed. Um, that's beckoning. Hey, all of the fairy lists are. So it's beckoning light. There's a bunch of light sworn stuff in here. We've got three soul of purity and light, and then three herald of orange, which just goes crazy. Uh, okay. Yeah, herald of orange light's broken. It's there are a couple of hand traps in this format. That is the best one by a mile, hmm. and not the most played because it's only playable in the uh, fairy deck. But it is broken. I see uh, somebody is here with with stun. We got three Thunder King Ryo, three Banisher of the Radiance, three Fossil Dinah, two Breaker, two Sidra, two DD Warrior Lady, a Kaiku, and a Morphing Jar, and all the all the all the floodgates you can muster. Uh, oh yeah, si- we out here. We're siding Wonghu. We're siding Consecrated Light. Is that DD? I don't even know what that card is. It's DD something. DD Scout maybe. I don't know. 
This uh, like... probably DD Survivor. It might be. It's the Metal Gear Solid guy. Um, it's interesting that even when you run into a lot of the same lists, like there are a lot of different tech choices. Like for example, um, there's the Frog Burn deck I'm seeing from an RBET in March. Uh, playing playing Turbo Booster uh, <laughs> as a free guy. Like, uh, listen, this format is so ridiculously unsolved. We had buyouts on Blazewing Butterfly Ultis. We've got, uh, I mean, Gemini Soldier, a common from a starter deck in like 2009 is like a $10 card. Yeah. Listen. People are unironically jamming it, <laughs> Dimensional Alchemist with, uh, was it Sky Scourge Invisil? Uh, a, it could be Norialis. I don't know. This isn't Norlaras. Uh, Norlaras? I'm th sorry? This isn't This isn't Norlaras. This is... Uh, Norialis? It's Norlaras. There's an E in there, buddy. Yeah, I'm saying the E. Norlaras. Hold on. I, I have to find this out now. Sky, let me, I'm, I'm looking up Sky Scourge. Sky Scourge. Norialis. Okay, maybe it's not Invisil. It's, uh, they're playing uh, Enrise. Okay. Anyway, it's Norlaras. No, 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 it's Norlaras. It's spelled N-O-R-L-E-R-A-S. Norlaras. Huh. I'm putting it on screen. They're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you learn something new every day, folks. Anyway, I'll take the W's for I can get. So it's not guess. Norialis. No, it's Norlaras. I might now. I could be. No, saying I mean it the wrong. card in the deck list. I'm no. You're probably okay. saying it correctly. The, what no. I'm saying is, I'm sticking to my guns. I don't care. In, uh, I'll say it wrong forever. It sounds better. That's fair. It's Sky Scorch, Also, have some uh, supers that look awesome. I also have the supers. They're gorgeous. Uh, I have. I got it for Fluffle. Uh, Sky Scorch uh, and Rise uh, is the card. So it's, it's you banish three light Sick. fairies and a dark fiend, and it's uh, once per turn you can just remove from play a face-up monster on the field. It's like it, the Broken. deck is the deck is chaos fairy. It's like a, it's just a banish tool. There's the there there is a chaos fairy deck that's really cool. Yeah, mass. There's the mass dragon deck that seems to be like dragon stuff. We're playing is that totem dragon? Yes, totem dragon's crazy. That's like tons of decks where I'm like I would expect the lists, but people are still jamming like super weird tech. So I really, I actually, I really like this a lot. Yeah. yeah. The format is insane. The, the, there is no shortage of, hey, wait, this card's actually crazy. Like I said, telekinetic power well is a common from some core set like 15 years ago. And it's like an $8 common because it's one of the integral parts of one of the best decks, which is Welladad, which is like a zombie teledad uh, vibe deck i don't know it's that it's is, it's crazy it's insane the deck is silly. the deck is crazy and the format is certifiably insane it's there's a reason that people hype up edison format so much is because in the minds of many people edison format really is peak Yu-Gi-Oh. every game goes 15 turns there is not a single card in the format that as soon as it gets activated, you're like, oh, this is the end of the game. Mainly because there are ways to deck build for all of the worst cards in the game. You can you can deck build to handle Future Fusion. Play DD Crow. You can deck build to handle Royal Oppression. Play Back Row Removal. You can deck build to handle the powerful Synchros. Play Battle Fader. That's a great playable card in the format, right? Gores, great playable card. You can you can game plan for so many different things within the format that it really is a it like I said, it's a deck builder's dream, it's a deck builder's paradise. And it is also a high level cognitive player's paradise because the, the amount of thought that goes into every single 
every decision is outrageous because anything can put you behind on card advantage or anything like that and you can claw back but it is a game of attrition and you really have to understand optimal play um and otks for the most part outside of armor or colossal fighter otks aren't really a thing uh your opponent would have to specifically drop dark arm dragon on top of an already imposing M board that not a lot of decks or, are capable uh, of putting out. I know there's like the there's yeah. like the fish deck, but it's super gimmicky and you have to open well and it's not that great. So like Yeah, the fish yeah. deck was one of those decks where when people started labbing Edison format, they said, Whoa, this deck has the highest ceiling of any new deck. But not long after that, people realized a high ceiling does not make this deck consistent. You run like eight bricks. Yep. And as a result, the deck is cool and the deck is powerful. But one, it's hard to play. And two, even if you're even if you're capable of playing it, there are so many better options that have been labbed out at this point where the deck is cool and it's competitive, but it's hard to play, it's bricky, and it's just why play it when there are better decks that do similar things? I would rather play a return zombie deck. Right, that makes sense. So, well, uh, that's that's the that's the Edison format breakdown. Uh, it is. It is indeed the Edison format note breakdown. It? Anything else we need to note? Um, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll say I think we covered everything. That's m- the biggest things to cover. Well, again, I'll just say be sure to check out edisonformat.com. It's just edisonformat.com. You can find tons and tons of resources here for this format. Uh, and also, uh, go look at some of the deck lists. Even if you don't really plan on playing the format, if you're a player that played way back in the day and you just have a bunch of really old cards, seriously, go look at some of these deck lists. Any card in any of these deck lists that has one printing is probably at least $5. So you might actually, I'm not even kidding, this is not an exaggeration, you might be sitting on like hundreds of dollars in your ancient bulk and not even realize it. Mm. For example, secret rare elemental hero Gaia's are like $50, right? Any copy of Elemental Hero Absolute Zero is probably at least like $8. Any copy. Even cards that have a bunch of printings at common. Lila Lightsworn Sorceress. I I think every copy of that card is like $3. Every copy of so many of these cards is outrageously expensive. Because the format is so popular and so played. And these cards are so old that they don't see very many reprints. So as such, unless we get a dedicated Time Wizard set or a dedicated Edison format set, we're not going to see a lot of these cards get those reprints. So Yeah, uh, I know Junk uh, Junk Archer recently did. They do it like every now and then, but it's not consistent. I bought like over a dozen copies of Junk Archer because they're 15 cents a piece and the secret rare is beautiful and that card's too cheap now. So uh, with that said... Let's go ahead and thank all of our wonderful patrons for their continued support of the podcast. So, mm-hmm. of course, a huge thank you to Kane Martin, Zyphers, Big Stinky, Broken Boy 13, Ding Dong, Sutsu of the Yang Zing, Earth Machine Best Deck, Has Anyone Actually Read Toy Vendor, HH Cyber, I Used to Play Rogue With Them, My Mom Got a Job, Is Canada Nickelback, John Leo Mountain Man, Open Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Seto Uuuuiba, Silver Hope, There's Only One Rule, Pop the Baby, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Understanding Reading Are Two Different Things, Arts. <laughs> no. Upstart Goblin D's Nuts, Virtually Savior's World, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Simple the Silver Castle, Blackwind Silver in the Senate is the best floodgate. Box Wine, come on and get your game on Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior. I'm about to wreak a glamour trip across these plant nuts in your mouth. Old Man Red, Pincode 143, Sakitama, Aratama, Nikitama, Cam, Obama, Slaking It Up, and Supercalifragilistic Expialidocious Heavy Samurai. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support of the podcast. And, of course, with all that said, Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Okay, quick before my before my cam runs out of time, or before my camera runs out of time. Uh, do you have any last last second questions? Uh, no, actually, I don't. Uh, I'm excited to play uh, normal monster dinosaurs uh, and completely ignore everything you've just said. 
Uh, and I'm uh, gonna be honest, that deck's uh, stay, playable. <laughs> stay, uh, stay safe, everybody, and don't run into too much turbulence. Hey, if you see your UPS driver, give him a bottle of water and tell him you're staying with him in solidarity. Solidarity. We're going workers. on strike. In, in fact, so. if you have copies of Solidarity, give them out to uh, give them out to your delivery. No, drivers. no, no, no. Those cards are like eight dollars a piece. Seriously, hold on to them. They're really oh my expensive. god, I gotta go get my copies of bulk. <laughs> No, I'm not even joking. That card's like kind of expensive. Keep it. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, thank you everybody for tuning in. And until next time, of course, have a great weekend and enjoy some Edison format at your locals. Play. Pause. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.